ladies and gentlemen. Just as last week was fight night, tonight is fight night once again. The Drake versus Meek Mill battle continues and it rages on. Who has had the upper hand in this battle? All that and more on tonight's edition of Cool Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the cool. What we doing? Ladies and gentlemen, to all my cool cats and cool kittens, they try to copy our stuff, but they stay frostbitten. You're now tuned into the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Ask better call somebody indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend because we are live and we have a whole lot to get to tonight. Not only do we have the breakdown of the Drake, sorry, the Drake versus Meek Mill situation, but coming up around the, I would say the 815 mark, we got my man Freddie of Ready Rock Media making his appearance on the show once again to talk about the showcase, which is happening once again in Toronto next Thursday, August 6th. Be there or be square. But before we get to all of that, y'all already know how I do, all right? I have some stuff to let off my chest. And it's only right that I do it in this form and fashion. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for me to uh, let that dish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Now... I do have some things to let breathe indeed because um, earlier this week, um, I've been staying tuned to what's being said on the internet and stuff like that within the rap world, as I always do. And um, this one caught me off guard. Now, for those of you who are heavy into the hip hop world, uh, you already know of a gentleman by the name of Ebro Darden, who is one of the hosts of uh, Hot 97. And also, he is one of the radio DJs for Apple, for Apple Radio. Now, he went on to say that there's a difference between rappers and lyricists. And he basically broke it down by saying the example of Biggie and Jay Z, for example. He named them as lyricists, but then. He named Tupac and Nas as rappers, basically saying that they're not lyricists. Now, I know what Ebro was trying to say, but I think the word lyricist was the wrong word to use. Because to say that those two, for example, aren't lyricists because of the fact that they don't use wordplay is kind of an egregious statement to make, to say the least. And that was one of the things that Ebro was saying within his statement is that wordplay equals lyricism, which is a part of lyricism, but it's not the end-all, be-all of lyricism. It is not the pinnacle of lyricism. And I think it's best to say, it's best to point out that someone like Nas, for example, started off using wordplay. I mean, the man once said, I went to hell for stuff in Jesus. Uh, he also said, I'm harder than a prostitute with gonorrhea. Like, he used those punchlines earlier in his career when he was Nasty Nas. But nonetheless, not using punchlines or not using any type of wordplay metaphors does not, not make you a lyricist. You can still have 
you know, some lyrics within your songs uh, that may not dive into the word wordplay bank, so to speak, but you can still be a lyricist. Now, that's not to say that any rapper is a lyricist, because I'm not gonna I'm not about to go that far. Like Gucci Mane, for example, is by no means a lyricist. But to say to dismiss someone like Nas as a lyricist means that you're dismissing someone like Rock Kim as a lyricist. You're dismissing someone like Kendrick Lamar as a lyricist. You're dismissing a whole bunch of rappers who kind of fit into that category as not being lyricists because they don't use your typical punchlines that use some sort of a like or as linkage in between the setup and the punchline itself. So again, I understand what Ebro was trying to say, but I feel like him using the word lyricist was the wrong thing to do in that moment. What do you guys think? Uh, hit me up on Twitter at cool underscore radio or DM underscore cool. Let me know what you think about that because that kind of threw me off just a little bit. Um, on that note, we're going to go to a commercial break. And when we get back, we have my man Freddie of Ready Rock Media coming to the booth. And we are going to talk about the showcase. And we're going to break down the whole Drake, uh, Drake and Meek Mill situation and all that other good stuff. Speaking of which, as we go to commercial break, man, uh, to get you all warmed up for tonight's festival. I have both of Drake's diss songs on deck for you tonight, and we are going to play uh, "Charged Up" because a lot of people have kind of, are kind of dissing that song, saying that you know put them to sleep and stuff like that. And but, anyways, I'm gonna get into that later on, later on. But we're gonna play that uh, play that song right now, and I will let you guys know about how I personally feel about that song once we get into trip talk. So once again. Keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. I'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Yes, yes, y'all. We are definitely charged up in the building right now because you are now on the airwaves of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Now, as promised, we do have a guest in the building tonight. He is no stranger to the uh, Cool Radio booth, as I like to call it. He was here earlier in the year with my homegirl, uh, Donya Alley, and they were promoting the showcase. And that was the first of many. And he is here to promote the second leg of the showcase for the summertime edition, and rightfully so, because they are bringing the heat once again, and they're getting well acclimated with the heat, because that's what they do best. Ladies and gentlemen, here to talk about that, plus many more, is my man from the east side he goes by the name of freddie of ready rock media freddie welcome back thanks 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 for having me thanks for having me it's always a pleasure you know doing this with you of course of course man we gotta talk man first thing i gotta know man um the showcase uh when you guys uh debuted back in april yep. on uh 416 april yep. 16th for that one shout out to daniel for real man <laughs> shout out to her definitely uh what was the uh the response uh, when it was all said and done i mean the response was was uh, was amazing Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of good feedback. A lot of people were saying that the city needs it, mm-hmm. which we were saying mm-hmm. at first. Uh, uh, we got a, a good um, response from the mayor's office. Everybody was saying that uh, you guys should keep on doing what you're doing. So we just, you know, second time around, try mm-hmm. to do it bigger and better and mm-hmm. keep the ball rolling. Absolutely. What was that? Was that uh, Norm Kelly who gave you all that shout out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Actually, it was uh, what's the mayor right now? I forgot his name. Tory. Tory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tory. Okay, yeah. yeah Tory. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who gave us the shout out, gave us the recognition, you know. Definitely, definitely, man. So um, I was talking to Donya uh, yesterday at uh, OVO Bounce, actually, oh, okay, okay. Um, and uh, basically she said that you guys want to make this into somewhat of like a quarterly event. Uh, is that the plan moving forward? Well, 
Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to do one um, in the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, and then the end of the year. Mm-hmm. In between, I'm going to do like little events. Yeah. We'll have little performances, but mm-hmm. showcase, that's what it is. Quarterly event. Definitely. Once every three months. <clears throat> and um, watching uh, the showcase take place the first time around, uh, did you notice certain things that worked, certain things that didn't work? Well, this time around, uh, what we're going to really focus on is the tempo of the show. Mm-hmm. So like... Make sure that certain artists go at a certain time so the tempo stays up. Yeah. Because at one point, there was an artist that came on, mm-hmm. um, Shah So he came on, he did his thing, and then the tempo just dropped just because he had the crowd hype. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. All the other, all the other artists, not, not put no shade on them. For They're sure, dope, sure. 100% dope. Mm-hmm. But he was just a rapper. His, his vibe was just on a hundred. Like he was yeah. just waving, dancing on the stage, had the crowd active with them. Yeah. And it was just a different level. So now, what we're going to do is we're going to make sure that all the rappers try to go a little bit later in the show mm-hmm. so like everybody can look to something getting hype, you know? Yeah, Not just, yeah. okay, this is the peak and then it drops back down again. No, exactly. we don't want that. Yeah, because it kind of kills or throws off the energy yeah, exactly, at exactly, the very least. Exactly, exactly. No, I totally get that, man. I totally get that for sure. Exactly. Um, so one of the things I, I want to mention is... Um, are you going to see, like, uh, do you plan on seeing, apart from that, do you plan on seeing any changes uh, between the first event to the second event? I mean, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. What's broke, you don't need to fix it. We might just implement a little things, little tweaks, little changes here. But yeah. the blueprint for the showcase 4 and 6 is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, we have everything on point. We're mm-hmm. just making sure that the artists and the acts and uh, the painters and everything are on point with their work. So yeah. it, it <coughs> transpires to a better show. True, you know what true. I mean? Absolutely. Now, you mentioned the painters, actually. Yeah. So, are these painters painting as people are performing? Well, we have one artist named Kofi Arts. He goes by Kofi underscore Arts on Instagram if you want to check him out. Hey, Chale, Chale. <laughs> you already know. You already know. You got to keep it close. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, he, he does live painting. The last show, he did live painting. Yeah. And he presented uh, the live painting that he did after the show. Mm-hmm. So, He's back again. He's going to bless us with another painting. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to implement something special, something that's going to really make you go over the top, make yeah. everybody talk about it. But I'm not going to let that out because I don't know if it's going to really mm-hmm. pop off. But that's what we're working on. Exactly. So just having people anticipating and waiting. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and this one, we're actually uh, doing a fundraiser for the, for the Breast Cancer Foundation. So mm-hmm. we're taking donations mm-hmm. and we're all going to give all the proceeds to the Breast Cancer Foundation. So if you mm-hmm. come out... Even if it's a quarter, five cents, ten cents, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. If you want to donate, just donate to them because everybody had somebody that was affected in their life. Either if it was immediate or mm-hmm. out, of, out of your family, it was affected by cancer. So it's very mm-hmm. important that people come out and donate, you know? Absolutely. And that kind of relates to my next question, actually. Okay. Um, so with a lot of these uh, showcases that happen in the city, uh-huh. it's usually like maybe like a $5 or $10 yeah. admission or something like that. Yeah. You guys have chosen to do it for free. Yeah, 100% for free. Just because right. of the simple fact that these these artists are coming out, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to pay for artists that that they're coming out. Not to say nobody knows them, mm-hmm. but they're on a come up. So it mm-hmm. only makes sense to give out something free for them to look forward to. Yeah. Like all these artists, I see different shows going on in the city. They're charging five bucks, ten bucks. You might get people to come out and pay, mm-hmm. but people that show up really care. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? That that just shows like a whole different unity, a whole different bond of the city and the people that are cheering on for the artists on stage. It's just a whole different vibe in there when it's free, you know? And peace, plus it's free. You just walk right in off the street. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't go wrong, man. Yeah, At the end can't of the day, go wrong. you're seeing a free show. Exactly. Like shows aren't free these exactly, days, man. Exactly, like, exactly. 
people got to charge in so that you know they can pay like the the venue the owner of the venue yeah, exactly. alcohol all that stuff all that stuffs but <laughs> i don't really mind it cuz like i said i'm i just want to get Toronto, well, Toronto's already on the map, but yeah, Canada's yeah. on the map too. But there's a lot of talent in Canada, period. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, festering in Like, here. it's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like I said last time I was here, there's no, there's no platform for them to really do their thing, to really mm-hmm. thrive, to really want to come out and do their thing. So that's why I created this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep running with this. And I'm going to keep going hard, hard, hard just for the artist's sake. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just for the alt culture, period. Yeah. From culinary arts to music, mm-hmm. I'm doing it all. Absolutely. Now, um, earlier you mentioned how there was that one artist who performed, uh, it was a rapper, yeah. and he just got the crowd hype and what yeah, have you. Yeah. Um, from that first uh, showcase, uh-huh. did you notice like a certain demand for, for certain music? Like, were people de- more demanding of more R&B I or mean, hip-hop? With Toronto, the city, we're very diverse when it comes to people as just... As a people, as everybody, we're all diverse, right? Yeah. So the music that we listen to is not just one set of music. Mm-hmm. We listen to everything. So a guy came on stage. He did like an alternative rock set. Mm-hmm. People were vibing to that because his voice was good. Yeah. People were vibing to the rap because the guy had a swag going on. So I don't think there's like a, p- a particular um, genre of music that people want to listen to. They just want to hear good music. You yeah. know what I mean? So... That's what we're giving to the city. True, true. Now, for you personally, this yeah. is completely subjective. Right. Um, is there one artist on next week's bill that you personally are looking forward to and that people should check out? Um, the next artist that I really want to see is Alyssa Gill. Mm-hmm. She is uh, she's coming out. Her music is very, very dope. It's mm-hmm. like very, it's like very old school sexual music. Like she's very okay. like. I don't know what very, it very is. Sultry, yeah, I exactly. Say. I just want to see her on stage. Like I've heard her music, yeah, and I love her music, but I want to see her on stage. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see her perform her stuff on stage. Yeah. Of course, there's the Karmas and the Lins that you know they have good voices, and the rappers, the Callies, and the Aesters, AFMs. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I really want to see Alyssa Gill do her thing. Mm-hmm. Real, All right. Real. All right, and I just um, what was I going to say? One more thing. Um, yeah, for people who haven't tuned into the showcase yeah. before like in case they missed the first one okay uh what's the one thing that you would say that you could sell them on to convince them to come through i mean if you're coming through make sure you're coming through with a spirit of um not really judging the artists mm-hmm. but really taking in and taking their talent mm-hmm. and make sure you're coming with an open heart and an open mind mm-hmm. so you can really understand the music what's going on yeah um also it's going to be a different vibe like no other like it's mm-hmm. just free everything is just perfect for you mm-hmm. like you know what i mean it's a it's a real show there's going to be a live band there mm-hmm. you know what i mean we're going to have like certain important people in the building as well city tv fever tv rogers tv mm-hmm. someone from the mayor's office it's going to be a very good networking experience so if you want to network you're an artist or you're a producer or you're a manager there's going to be a lot of important people there so come through yeah see how you can uh, get in that's you know what up, i mean man. that's that's what it is you just it's who you know it's yeah, all about it's who you know check. You you already know, man. You already know about that one, man. That's definitely far from fiction, man. Yeah, you already know. You already know. Yeah. Now, with that being said, man, we gotta move on to another portion of the show, which you're very familiar with, man. We gotta call this the games portion. Yep. Now, you haven't been here since uh, since April, April, I believe. Yep. So things have kind of changed a little bit. So I introduced a new game not too long ago that's been going pretty well so far, and I say let's keep it going. So with that being said, this game I like to call cool or uncool. So we're going to play that right now. Let's go. 
All right. So the track in the background is from a very popular group from the mid-90s called Diggable Planets. And this is their hit single, Cool Like That. So we're about to use this track as a backdrop. Cool Like That. And the way this song, or sorry, the way this uh, this game goes is I'm going to throw out a bunch of random scenarios your way. All right. All right. All and right. all you have to tell me is whether it's cool or uncool. Okay. And feel free to deliver more context to your to your reasoning, what have you. Okay, um, okay, I'm always okay. curious to hear why it is or is not. Okay, okay. So with that being said, let's get to it. Um first and foremost, this is an easy one right here. The showcase, cool or uncool. It's definitely cool. That's on a hundred thousand wavy Sauce, everything, baby <laughs> sauce. I love Let's it. Let's go. Showcase four one six. Don't forget, it's gonna take over. We taking over, baby. Let's go. That's what's up. Okay. Um, the Pan Am Games. Cool, oh, cool. Of course, it's cool. Of course, okay. anything that generates money for the city, makes uh-huh. it thrive, is cool. All right. Um, people petitioning to have Kanye West not perform at Pan Am's cool. Or I mean, I can understand where they're coming from because obviously Drake's from the city. They want to see Drake perform, but uh-huh. still, Kanye West is still the man. You already know, so I'm going to say that's cool too. Yeah, I, I thought it's cool. Like, I'm not too crazy about Kanye now, but at the end of the day, it's just like he's a big name artist to yeah. perform at a, at somewhat and, of a and big on event. On top of that, if you really watched it. People were really rocking to his music, yeah. so I don't know who the hell was petitioning that. Absolutely, man. But anyways, I'm not even going to get too deep into that because I think <laughs> it's so nonsensical. But nonetheless, let's keep it moving, man. Um, wings and beer, cool on cool. Sorry, say that again? Wings and beer. Obviously, <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah, that's Any time of the day. Had to throw in a hot so- you got to put hot sauce, though. Hot sauce. No hot sauce, not cool. Exactly. Um, I'm going to say this. Okay. Hmm. I had it in my head just now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the Meek Mill versus Cassidy battle from two years ago. Cool or uncool? Uh, man, two Philly rappers. I uh, don't really mess with both of them. I'm going to say uncool. Uncool, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to dive into rap. You know what's so crazy? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Philly rappers are just weird, you know? <laughs> if you really take it in, if you really take it in, yeah. all these Philly rappers always do something weird. We, yeah, elaborate, elaborate. I got to hear this. I got to hear like this. Like Cassidy. Okay, yeah. What happened to Cassidy? What do you in, in, in what context? Like, what do you mean? Like just his rap career, period. Oh, well, you know, you know how it is with punchline rappers. Like they're like one trick ponies, and then like they just kind of die off with the times, basically. And then, okay, Beanie Seagull's my Beanie Seagull's my guy. Like Beanie, everybody yeah. knows Beanie Seagull. I bump Beanie Seagull all day. Uh-huh. But he just did some crazy yeah. issue with Rockefeller and everything. Yeah, and then he disappeared. Yeah. Now Meek Mill's like following in their footsteps. He's just doing unnecessary stuff. You don't need to do this. That pretty you don't much. Need to do it. Pretty much. I don't. And maybe it's because you know Rick Ross is in jail and not coaching him on these types of things. Like who knows? I mean. I'm pretty sure he he asked somebody about it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's pretty sitting around with his boys like, yo, should I really tweet this? Blah, 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 blah. Like, that's how it really goes. Oh, yeah, for sure. See what I'm saying? So yeah. they probably say, yo, put that out. Put that out. Bunch of Philly niggas standing around. They're like, put it out. Put it out. Exactly. And then we're obviously seeing what's going on now. Exactly. Um, hmm, let me see here. Uh, Nicki Minaj's somewhat involvement in this feud cool or uncool she's not in i don't really think she's involved well she's involved somehow some way obviously behind yeah. the scenes but i mean that's how it always is man mm-hmm. in the rap game there's always some kind of beef there's always some kind of woman behind the beef in the rap game so yeah it's uncool but hey whatever all right let's keep it moving um the beef between jay-z and nas way back in the day cool that, or uncool that's cool as shit you know that oh yeah hell take yeah. over ether come on that's hard Woo. those are some hard ass 
a rap battle. This is, that that was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. Now let me ask you this on top of it to go with that. Um, Jay Z's diss track in that beef, uh, super ugly, cool or uncool? Oh uh, man, Jay Z. Jay Z is that guy though, so I'm gonna go cool. You're gonna go cool. Can't diss Jay. Can't diss Jigga man. Come in on. your personal opinion, who won that battle? <sighs> man, that's tough. I'm gonna go with. Nas for real, nasty Nas, Escobar. He he he. That's my guy though. Still, my that's man. The, that's the first one of the first. Actually, the first CD I bought was Wu Tang CD, obviously. But then yeah. after it was Nas. Yeah, Nas. Then I Jay Z. But Nas, uh-huh. Nas, he goes hard when he goes. He here. did, man. He, he did. went hard at Jay. Like a lot of people will debate whether Ether or Takeover was was a better track. I'm, I'm kind of a Nas stand. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna roll with Ether. But Takeover was dope though. Like, yeah, it I was, can't it deny. Was, it was. But Ether, like. I like Ether so much because of the fact that Takeover was supposed to kill Nas, but it didn't. Yeah, it exactly. lit a fire under his ass, and he came out with Ether, and Ether just, it made Jay-Z want to go so low and so desperate to put out Super Ugly, which is why I like it. Yeah, okay, I feel you on that. I see you on that. Yeah, like, he had no had, choice. Like, yeah, no damn. choice, yeah. Like, he went for the suicide kill switch yeah. and put out something saying, you know, uh, I skate in, in, in your baby seat or something yeah. like that, like... That's so disrespectful. Yeah, man. Like, disrespectful. He went that, that deep. That's part of the sport, though. You gotta, you gotta come as as super ugly as yeah. as you can. This nasty, just bars gotta yeah. be ripping. Just when you hear it, you uh-huh. just gotta be like, oh, exactly. Ah. You gotta get that yuck. Uh-huh. You gotta get that yuck. <laughs> like when I heard back to back. First off, when I woke up yeah. the morning of when you put that out, uh-huh. the internet was going crazy. I'm like, what the hell did this guy just do? You know what? I'm going to hold you there. I'm going to hold you all there. Right. We're going to get to that in the next segment. All right, all right. We're going to get to that in the next segment. Don't worry. I'm excited too. <laughs> we got to make these people wait. <laughs> um, second game we got to get to though. Uh, second game, you already know this game. This one's a mainstay, man. We call this one, I'd quit the game. So let's get to that real quick. All every right. second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. All right, so all the first-time first listeners tuning in, uh, this game goes as follows, man. You are in an alternate universe living the bachelor life. Right, You're doing right. your thing. You're all big right. pimping, all the, all the nine. Now, if you had to quit the game, you know, settle down, rip up the player's card, have some children and all that good stuff, Jeez. get the mortgage, um, who would you quit the game for? Now I'm gonna make this a, a '90s edition of Quit the okay, Game. Okay, all right, okay, so okay, so okay. think hard on this one. All right, would you quit the game for Mariah Carey or Vivica A. Fox? Damn, I think I'm going with Mariah because she want, she got more money right now. I'm going ah! with I'm going <laughs> so she can hold a man down. Yeah, I'm, going Mariah. Mariah. I'm going with Mariah. <laughs> Go, Mariah. Yo, I can't be bad at that. <laughs> I'll go over Mariah. I can't be bad at that. Mariah was bad back in the day. Ooh. Are you crazy, Mariah? Yo, I, I don't tell you for one second. And she even, she even, I, my personal opinion, she even got better with age. No, I think she was way better back then. You think she was way better back 100%. then? 100%. I don't know, man. I think like, from like a body perspective, she kind of grew into her body. Like she got a bit more curvy as she got a bit older. I'm still going with 90s Mariah then now, 100%. Anybody, anybody listening to this is going to be like, yeah, he right. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. There's no wrong answer yeah. in this. I can like, tell you like curvy women. I, I do still. You like curvy I, I, women. It's the African in me. I, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> you like curvy women. I do. You know, I like all kinds of women, but like a curvy one will just kind of make me get the side eye just a little bit. You all, know right, what I mean? all right. All right. All but right. All right. I'm just saying though, man, like you can't go wrong with either one because either one is going to make a man thirsty. I'm just saying. I'm dying to 
Every set's gonna be dying of thirst. It's true, it's true, it's true. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, we got my man Freddie of Ready Rock Media in the building. We're talking about the showcase, and we're also breaking down the Drake versus Meek Mill beef. And speaking of which, after the commercial break, we will get right into that. We are going to dedicate the entire Trip Talk segment to that particular story alone never mind anything else that happened this week because this was hip-hop this week and to get you guys warmed up for the main event uh we have drake's second reply or rebuttal not even a rebuttal because meek didn't even say anything but we have drake's second song as a part of this beef and this one is called back to back so when we come back back to back we're gonna discuss it keep it locked Arr. cool Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the air. You're now tuning to CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I got my man, Freddie of Ready yeah, Rock yeah, Media. Yeah, 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 yeah. You already know. The showcase is going down next Thursday, August 6th at 9 p.m., if I'm correct. Eight starts at 8, 8 okay. to 12 a.m., 567 Queen Street West. That's Tattoo. downtown. Downtown Toronto. Tattoo. Let's go. Make sure you're there. That's what's up. Now, now that we are back, it's time to discuss the latest uh, beef that is happening within hip hop. Drake versus Cassidy. So or sorry, Drake, my oh. bad. Drake versus Meek Mill. Pardon that, me. That got is, the got two Philly Philly dudes uh, mixed up. That would never be a rap battle. <laughs> nah, definitely not. But um, ladies and gentlemen, um to the two of us who are in the booth right now and to the thousands and eh, possibly millions of people listening <laughs> on the airwaves of CFREradio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! And here we go, people. We've got to talk about this, man. Um, first thing I want to discuss is Charged Up. Now, that came out two or three days after Meek Mill put out his little Twitter Twitter rant and what have you. Yep. And then Charged Up dropped on the Saturday, I believe. Yep. And a lot of the responses were mixed. A lot of people were saying it was a nice, good jab, you know, to get things started off. A lot of people were saying it was putting them to sleep because of the beat. I don't really agree with that because me personally, if I'm listening to a diss record, I'm listening to bars. What do you say? I mean, anyone that's talking about the beat is obviously a new hip-hop head. Any old hip-hop head is going to be like, yo, the bars on there were crazy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's a diss record. You're not supposed to be listening to the beat first off. Yeah. He could have just put out a diss record without no beat. You're still going to listen to it. What are you going to say then? There was no beat, so I didn't like it. Except, Come you know, on. you may have a freeway jump in, but go put a beat on. Yeah. Put a beat on. Exactly. <laughs> but nonetheless, that was hard body, obviously. Mm-hmm. And boy, Meek needs to pull up his socks, man. He needs to pull up his socks. As Kobe would say, put on your big boy pants. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. He said he was going to drop something. And... Crickets. And, and let's, let's talk about that, actually. Crickets. Let's talk about that. Crickets. Let's talk about that. Because following that, on Tuesday at 7 p.m., Funkmaster Flex was going off on a, on, on a, on a binge, basically, yeah. saying how he had that heat ready. He had the exclusive response ready for 7 p.m. He's going to drop a million bombs on it. Now, 7 p.m. comes, no track. Crickets. 8 p.m. comes, no track, so on and so forth. Thus kind of ruining Flex's credibility just a bit. But nonetheless, no one's really checking for Flex. And I don't even know why Flex is trying to interject himself into the beef. Yeah, because he's getting relevant. That's all it is. Everybody's just trying to stay relevant. So they're going to put themselves in a position where mm-hmm. the relevancy is. And that's where it is right now in the rap game. Mm-hmm. Drake versus Meek Mill. 
So Funk Flex should have just shut his mouth, wait until the track comes uh-huh. in his hands, in yeah. his laptop, uh-huh. and then drop some bombs. Even though it didn't, it probably wouldn't have deserved any bombs. But hey, you know what I mean? Exactly. Now the rumor is going around that Jay Z somehow intervened in Meek Mill sending Funk Flex that track. I mean, that I don't know about, so I'm not even going to say anything. Yeah, because that. that's all due to interpretation for the time being. Because yeah. a lot of people are saying because of. Uh, Meek Mill's affiliation with Title because he is an artist that represents Title, yeah. And how Drake kind of deflected away from Title and decided yeah. to join Apple Music, yeah. Jay Z felt some sort of way about that. We don't know, but because Meek Mill has an album coming out and stuff like that, he was like, "Yo." Apparently, the word on the street or the word on the internet is is Jay Z is basically kind of using Meek Mill as a patsy to kind of go at Drake. I don't know how valid that is, but. It almost makes sense in the in the in the terms that Jay Z is all about making money. It's all about generating interest. Exactly. So it exactly, could be true, exactly. and if that is, that adds entirely new caveat to the entire situation. Maybe Jigga Man wanted to be like, "Hey, don't give it to Flex, give it to me, so people can go on Tinder and you you know get some yeah. some viewers that way." But I don't know the situation, the politics behind that. Mm-hmm. I don't like to comment on stuff that I don't know about. So uh-huh. yeah, fair enough. So we'll keep it moving then. Yeah. So. Yesterday comes, yep. and Drake just released a bomb that we weren't even expecting. Yep. We weren't even expecting. Yep. Now, I got to shout out my man, Johnny Rocks. Um, uh, shout out to boys. Rocks. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I was chilling with him and a whole bunch of other people at my boy's uh, engagement party. Shout out to my man, Ricky LaRock. Okay. And uh, he was basically saying how you know Drake has some more heat in store. Like, just wait and see. Like, he's coming with something. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'm guessing, you know... I'm not a betting man or a gambling man at that, but that must have been the heat that he was talking about because that was straight fire. This guy was dropping bar after bar, and the beat on top of that is something to the chagrin of everyone listening because they were bumping it hard. I went to OVO Bouncy uh, last night. They replayed the song back to back like 10 times (laughs) over. And some of the lines you were saying, as you guys heard already, you know, during the commercial break or prior to that, was straight fire. You know, this ain't what I mean when I tell you when I tell you to open up or something like that. I can't remember the exact line you said, but you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the type of nigga who will be typing at niggas like, come on, man. Like, I'm paraphrasing <laughs> over here, but he had bars for days. I mean, what's your take on this? I mean, back to back, man. The boy comes back to back as always. He always delivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always working. So, it, like I said, rap is a sport, right? If you keep Very playing the sport, you're only going to get better at it. What I love about Back to Back was the double entendre behind it. So Back to Back is basically the second consecutive diss track that he's put out, hence the term Back to Back. And also the cover photo for it was Joe Carter winning his Back to Back World Series championship against who? The Phillies. 93, 93, baby. Strategic, Ooh. man. It's all, it's all chess. It's chess, it's, not checkers. It is. You know exactly what, I mean? what it is. You know what I mean? Like, you, he probably seen a picture and was like, damn, he, he really knows what he's doing with this shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, come on now. You really thought the boy just put that out? People, I know people, that went over a lot of people's head. It did. It did. Very much so. It did. Because a lot of people don't know about the Blue Jays. Like, people no. in America, what have you, and, and the World Series history that goes behind it. Yeah. Me being a sports fan, being from Toronto, as soon as I saw that picture of Joe Carter, I was like, do not tell me. <laughs> He's using that as a metaphor right now. Do not tell me. Man, that, that shit crazy. It Excuse was crazy. That, that's crazy. And you got to think about it like this. You know, we 
in Toronto, we know Drake is, he's not from the battle culture, but he embraces it. I mean, this is not the first time he's been at war. Like, he had the beef with Aristo way back in 2007, and he was just going hard at that guy. And then also, he affiliates himself with people like uh, uh, Organic of Canada, and he funds their programs and their yeah, events yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So this is nothing new to him. Yeah. Back in the comeback season so far, gone days, he was spitting bars. Like, rookie of the year, 06 Chris Paul shit. Like, we know that this guy can come with that heat. And the funny thing about all this is the fact that Meek boasts and brags about coming from that battle culture. He says it in his rhymes. He's very aggressive in his tone and his mannerisms. But we have yet to hear anything of lyrical proportions from him. I mean, meanwhile, Drake, the so-called singing ass Negro is killing him. (laughs) What's your take on this, bro? I mean, I don't even know because Meek Mill needs to just. I don't know. It's not. He's not gonna win. He can't win. Like he can't. you're just in a whole different league now. Like we're talking Jordans and Pumas now. Yes. You know what I mean. So it's not even like there's no comparison. Like it should be. It's just game over. Game set match. So it's done. You know what this reminded me of? Remember that beef with uh, Ti and Little Flip like way back in the mid 2000s? Oh come on! That like Little Flip was way outclassed. Way outclassed. I'm not even a heavy Ti fan, but Ti like. That's what he did to him, basically. Uh, man, I don't even know what's going on. All I know is the boy bringing home another trophy for the six. He is. He has the whole six repping for him. And it, that's what it is. Yeah. That's just, that's just what it is. And I love how the city's getting behind him because on, I believe it was it was, it was either Tuesday or Wednesday night yeah. that this man came to Toronto to perform. Yeah. To open up for his girlfriend, of course, on yeah. the Pink Prince tour, <laughs> and the crowd booed him, booed him. What, what did you expect? Who earned? <laughs> you're you're really you're really trying to go at the man that's putting on for not just Toronto and music. He's really putting on for Canada. Absolutely, you know what I mean. So it's you can't you can't do that. Listen, when you got a, a politician like yeah. Mark Kelly riding for you, telling Mikuel you are no longer welcome in Canada, something is happening right now. I mean. The beef's going to go on. We obviously know who won. We haven't heard nothing from Meek. So let's just say it's game, set, match. And August 6th is Showcase 416. Absolutely. We got a lot of talent on there. Absolutely. We want to see the city come out. Talk about it. We want to see the city support. Talk about it. We're going to have some donations set to the Breast Cancer Foundation. Absolutely. Make sure you bring your pocketbooks, your checkbooks, your bankrolls, everything, Mm -hmm. and donate. Absolutely. And it's going to be dope. Absolutely. And one thing, a couple things before we go into the next segment. Um, what I want to know is what can Meek Mill possibly say to Drake in his rebuttal? Because so far from what we've seen, Drake is just spitting straight facts right now. Um, unless there's something that we don't already know about Drake, what is he going to say? I mean, the songwriting thing, you already kind of brought that out in your little tweets. We know this guy sings. We know he's emotional because it comes across in his songs, like as far as like romance it's, goes. Like, what are you going to say? It's like, if you watch 8 Mile, it's like when Eminem went on the stage and he basically just said, yo, listen, this is me. This is what I'm doing. This is who I am. And basically ripped the other guy doing that. That's yeah. what's going on right now. That's basically it. Like That's he, what's going on right he, now. He can't do anything about it. And more so, I want to know, and this is my other point, uh, or question, or hypothesis, rather. Yeah. I want to know how Nikki personally feels about this. Because this is her coworker essentially, going against her boyfriend. I mean, deep down inside, she already knows what it is. So yeah, everybody knows what it is. If she's really going to sit there, she's going to ride for her man because that's her man 100%. Mm-hmm. But deep down inside, she already knows what it is. And I feel like 
that's why she made Meek apologize initially. Yeah. Before that, before uh, Drake's disc record came out. Yeah. Because she was trying to save him from a conundrum that he wouldn't be able to get himself out of, but now it's too late. I mean, Drake put out the disc regardless of the apology anyway. Yeah. It just exactly. lets you know that Drake is not playing around. I mean, I. He didn't even have to say the man doesn't write his own raps because there's a lot of artists out there that yes. don't really write his raps. And it wasn't even like he wrote like a whole song. My boy wrote like a whole song. It was just like a couple little snippets like he was stuck on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for him to even say that, hey, man, I don't know. And at the end of the day, stress, it's man. Straight stress. Straight, straight stress, yeah. Stress takes people over, man. When you're on the top, people always want to bring you down. So exactly. that's how it goes. And at the end of the day, we're in the music industry. Like yeah. people write for people on a regular basis, yeah. and they get credit for it. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. I can understand people's anger and emotions if if it was found out that Drake's entire catalog had been written for him, which I doubt is the case. Never. But we only know about four songs that Drake has had other writers, you know, credit themselves for, which is fine. Yeah. Like a record, like Ten Bands. If somebody were to say that someone else wrote that, I don't care. Because Stan Manchester is a simple play-along record. But if someone were to tell me that someone wrote Tuscan Leather for him mm-hmm. or, or Pound Cake, I'd be a little heartbroken because no, he was spitting you. some fire on that. Yeah, I hear you. You know I what I mean? You, I hear you. But anyways, what do you guys think about this entire situation? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio, and let's talk about it. But with that being said, I think it's time to get old school with it. Um... My man, Freddie, are you ready to go old school? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Throwback Thursday track of the day. With that being said, I think it's time to drop it down just like this. Hey. Old school with it. Old school with it. Old school with it. Old school with it. Yes, before I continue on any further, I want to give a big shout out to a first-time listener. She goes by the name of Nozizo. I know you're tuning in right now, so shout out to you, sweetheart. And uh, as we continue on, um, this tune right here is dedicated to Caravana Weekend, all right? Now, Caravana is a huge event that happens in Toronto. We already know how the story goes. And because... You know, Toronto has such a huge Jamaican influence in it that translated into its hip hop scene. Now, the first person to really bring light to that, you know, from the microphone standpoint was the uh, was the OG herself, Bad Gal Mishy Me. And the person to continue along in that tradition uh, who who perfected it, in my opinion, was a man by the name of Cardinal Official. And we're about to play a huge tune that came out back in 2001, I believe. And off of his debut album, uh, Firestarter Volume 1, this one features Julie Black and IRS. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about old-time killing. And when we get back, we have the Wankster of the Week. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. And we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Femi Lassen, and man, me. It's your man Bo Pinto at Bo Pinto. Jay Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool, cool. Radio 91.9 FM. It's an amazing interview. I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest in news. Hip-hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Yes, yes, yo, welcome back. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And you're now tuned into Cool Radio. Welcome back. I still got my man, uh, Freddie of Ready Rock Media. Yeah. Yes, sir. And ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the show that you've all been waiting for. Who 
has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame. Who has become the captain of Coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to bring you yet again the Wankster of the Week. Now, this week's Wankster, oh man, this one, you know what? It's not really a heartbreaker to me per se, but it's definitely a heartbreaker to millions of children around the world who grew up watching this man, especially if you are of a visible minority. Ladies and gentlemen, the Wankster of the Week goes none other to Hulk comedian himself, Hulk Hogan. Oh man. Now, Hulk is getting the Wankster this week because of a leech conversation that he had with an individual that had a slew, a slew of racial slurs going towards black people. Now, if you haven't heard the story already and you are not aware of it, then, ladies and gentlemen, I have the transcript of the story, and I'm about to read it to you verbatim. Um, listener discretion is advised. This contains not safe for work language. So, uh, with that being said, here we go. <clears throat> and I quote. I guess we're all a little racist, all right? Um, and he goes on to say, in, in regards to his daughter, Brooke Hogan, who is a, a uh, recording artist, she is making some real bad decisions now. My daughter, Brooke, jumped sides on me. I spent 2 to $3 million on her music career. I've done everything like a jackass for her. The one option Brooke had, Brooke's career besides me, is to sell beach records. Uh, and then he continues on to say, <clears throat> I don't know if Brooke was effing the black guy's son. Now, he is referring to the, the producer of her records, basically. And he is black, of course. And he is the son of a, of a black billionaire, basically. So, again, just for further context for you guys. So, let me read that one more time. I don't know if Brooke was effing the black guy's son. I mean, I don't have double standards. I mean, I am a racist to a point. Fucking niggers. But then when it comes to nice people and shit and whatever. And then he continues on to say, I mean, I'd rather if she was going to fuck some nigger, I'd rather have her marry an eight foot tall nigger worth a hundred million dollars like a basketball player. I guess we're all a little racist. Fucking nigger. Now, Hulk Hogan. He really got it bad this time because when that leaked out, WWE went on the offensive and they cut all ties to him. They fired him. They took his all this merchandise off of their online shop. They took them off of the, the stores and the racks. They took them off of their website. They took them off of their reality series called Tough Enough as a Judge. They removed themselves of everything related to, to Hulk Hogan. And that's very ironic to say because of the fact that he is basically their their star that was built upon this company. Mind you, they had other stars as well, like Bob Backlund, Bruno San Martino, but he was the guy that launched their company into mainstream pop culture. And to cut all ties with them just like that just goes to show that anyone can be cut for whatever reason. And I am not mad at that 100% because of those comments. Now... People are going to bring up the argument. Oh, well, it was a leaked conversation and it shouldn't have been leaked in the first place. That was an invasion of his privacy. True. But then we can take that same standard and relate it back to Donald Sterling when he made those comments about black players and athletes in general and how it was leaked by Vistaviano. He got the boot. And therefore, Hogan should get the boot as well. And I do not feel sorry for him at all whatsoever. Because this is a guy who has jumped ship between WWE and other companies. 
the handwriting was on the wall, in my opinion, back in 1993 when this guy threw Vince McMahon under the bus in the whole steroid scandal and then went back to and then went to WCW afterwards and he went back to WWE and he went to TNA and he started doing commercials for Renaissance Center and then he came back to WWE. So he's basically doing the whole double Dutch movement. So again, on that standpoint, I don't feel sorry for him. And the fact that all this is coming out now about him being racist or whatever, it doesn't surprise me. Racism doesn't surprise me in general, but it just disappoints me. And the fact that you have so many fans around the world who are black, who are white, Latino, Asian, and the fact that you have that much vitriol for black people. I mean, is it really that bad that your daughter is dating a black guy? It's not like he's a thug or he's a criminal or he's in jail or anything. He has a job. He's making millions and millions of dollars. In the case that your daughter's career fails, she can just lie on him for support. Now, I'm not saying that's a good thing to do, you know, you know in, in terms of being independent or whatever, but he has financial stability, especially if his father is allegedly a billionaire. So, Hogan, you don't have anything to worry about in that department. But with that being said, Hogan, you are becoming a fail. I mean, you're always a fail to me anyway, but the fact that this has come out just further proves my point that you are not the greatest uh, WWE superstar of all time. That goes to The Rock or maybe in Stone Cold. But the fact remains that you are nothing short of a wankster, and I'm so glad to give you this wankster. And on top of that, I'm just not a fan of how WWE has had some uh, racism within their company over the years, whether it be 